Hello everyone, this is Aisha from The Right Greed and today on my show I have uh, Hafiz Sonoba from Lagos, Nigeria and he is a digital strategist, a photographer and uh, he runs a podcast called Cha Cha Music Review. I'm really happy to have you here. You know, when you talk about African music, uh, the direct uh, connotation goes to African-American music. You know, everybody thinks of rap, reggae, blues, uh, jazz, hip-hop. But what exactly is uh, current and contemporary in Western Africa right now? Hello, everyone. Thank you, Isha, for, you know, having me on the podcast. It's really, really great and it's really, really nice to be here. So, yes, you know, African music, yeah, like you rightly said, when, um, you know, people talk about African music, they mostly think about African-American and they don't really look deep into, you know, Africa, West Africa, South Africa and see what the sound is like. But, yeah, um, the most trending song right of Africa right about now or the most trending, should I say, chain of music out of Africa right about now has to be Afrobeats. And um, Afrobeats, you know, with the S created in the... 90s by um Nigerian music legend talking about Fela and Ikla Kokuti, who was a musician and also an activist. Now that Afrobeat, you know, was kind of you know created using the local Nigerian high life and Ghanaian high life with some element of jazz and soul together. That was okay. how that Afrobeat was created. But now the new Afrobeats that we have right about now mm. is just the same Afrobeat, just but just with an S added to it. So instead of Afrobeat, it is Afrobeats. So okay. now this Afrobeat is more like a fusion of all these elementary sounds. You know, you have the I life, you have the what we call the Juju, you have what we call the Fuji, we have uh, the rhythm and blues, we have the soul, we have the jazz. So it's more like a combination of these elementary sounds all put together to form okay. a unique different kind of sound so that's why it is called afrobeat an element of african collection of beats so uh so this is uh, this is single beat that's why it's called afrobeat so is it popular only in west africa or is it like across the continent like you'll no, hear it is afrobeat right, 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 right like about now nairobi for example right about now that is what that is what the world uh you know is um trend that is what the world is moving to because in nigeria right here we have this thing that we be this movement that we've been pushing for some couple of years we are saying afrobeat to the world that means we are taking that sound to every corner of the world and right about now i can tell you that the most popular trend of music or the most popular gen of music right about now is afrobeat okay artists or nigerian musicians are really really taking it across you know just um last year yeah um a nigerian talking about bonaboy you know mm. won the grammy for the world album and yeah. you know the sound that represented that album was afrobeat okay. and right about now we have another nigerian that is really really dominating the chart across us that I was talking about whiskey is song titled um essence which is you know also tagged an afrobeat song is really really doing well across talking about us charts but that so yes the whole world right about now is listening to you know afrobeat i think it will be very very um you know rare for you to talk about whiskey or talk about essence that's the song or talk about alphabet in america right about now mm-hmm. and they want to jump on you and say oh this is what we want so yeah it's not just as if it's trending in nigeria or africa alone but okay. even overseas that is what is trending right about now every record label 
are looking for the next artist that will give them that unique Afrobeat sound, you know, okay. that they can jump on. And Nigerian artists, you know, are really, really in high demand overseas, especially with the record label. They want to, you know, grab the opportunity of what Afrobeat can give to, to them. And we have a lot of them, you know, like I said, Whiskey is one of them, Davido is one of them, um, Rema is one of them. There are so many Nigerian artists right about now, and the world is definitely paying attention to Afrobeat. I mean, uh, you're talking about the sound, but I wanted to also know about the languages. I mean, what is it? Uh, what is the more popular? What are the more public, uh, popular uh, compositions in Nigeria? Which language are they in? Are they in English? Are they in French? Are they in the local languages? And then how does it, uh, you know, go across borders? Say like, you know, would, would something trending in, the lo- uh, in Ghana, you know, uh, would it would it also start trending in say the ivory coast or maybe even in east africa like maybe somewhere in mombasa or nairobi or Addis Ababa? i mean for the languages that are popular technically when you're talking about you know african music hmm. um nigerian music is one of if not the biggest you know music industry that we have in africa you know, I don't want to say it is the biggest, but let me just say it is one of the biggest because I know South African music is also doing good. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. a collaboration of East African music are also doing good. Mm-hmm. But then again, it is very, very rare for you to go to an African country and a Nigerian artist will not be trending. You know, and one of the reasons why, like I said, is because of the sound that they use. You know, they create, they take an element, you know, like there's this popular South African sound called the Ama Piano sound. That okay. is really, really uh, trendy. That was what um was the name of this artist now, Master KG. Yeah. That was what he used in his song. Uh, that was what he used in his song Jerusalem. Jerusalem, now, I know it. That, it, was, it became viral yeah. last year. Yeah. Yeah, that song now, that the sound of that song is a South African sound. But yeah. trust me, Nigerian artists have used that sound, and right now it seems as if oh, it was created in Nigeria. And that is just how it is. So there is nowhere you go to in Africa that you would definitely not hear Nigerian music or Nigerian artists will not be trending. But then again, when it comes to, you know, to the lyrics and, you know, to the language, yes, because it is Africa, most times some of Africans, you know, do speak English. Yeah. And then they also at times mix it with, you know, our local dialects, which can either be Pidgin or Yoruba or, you know, Ii or Igbo, depending on the tribe of the artist. So, for example, a whiskey right about now will do a music and what whiskey we use in the music is either English, Jin or Yoruba in his music. You understand? Okay. And But most definitely, let's say 75% of the lyrics is going to be you know in english so the audience you know that are from africa let's say west africa east africa south africa Hmm. will be understanding because most of what is said in that um uh, song is strictly in english the few ones are just in you know yoruba and pidgin so yeah it is quite easy you know to kind of you know catch on to it and all that but then again one thing about you know african music and one thing about uh yeah one thing about african music is the father because of the elementary sound yeah. you know most times we do pay attention to the sound so like i do tell people i do tell people i say look a good music is a good music it doesn't mm-hmm. matter the language is being sung in i can yeah. write here sit down here and enjoy if i could you know connect with the melody the vibe you know and the rhythm of the song mm-hmm. i can as well just you know vibe to it mm-hmm. and even and i try as much as go far to learning the lyrics 
without even understanding what the lyrics means yeah. you understand and that yeah. is how and that is how music works and that is how it works in africa generally be shocked trust me when nigerian artists go to other african countries you'll be shocked how these nations how they sing nigerian music word for word even without even understanding some of the things we okay. all try to like you rightly said when Joe, like, uh, like i rightly pointed about jerusalem uh, yeah. yeah. when, when the song came out a lot of us a lot of us in our in nigeria right here we just love the tune you know and i mean thing, i, I i'm telling you from the point of view of somebody outside of africa i assumed it was a nigerian musician till i read up no, later no. <laughs> <laughs> i later read up that he's oh he's not nigerian he's come from south africa because kind of assume that it was nigerian you know <laughs> <laughs> One of the reasons why people might assume it's a Nigerian song is this. So the song has two versions. There is the original version, you know, with Master KG. Then there's the remix with Bonal Boy. And Bonal Boy is a, you know, Nigerian art. So what I was saying about the song is when the song came out and everybody heard it and everybody knew this was a good song. Even some of us, we don't know what it was saying, but, you know, we just tried to imitate the sound and the language was singing it without even trying to know what the meaning of the song is then at some point and this is something that is a bit you know common in you know africa so let's say you are singing a song in india and it's sounding like because you know when it comes to languages some there there, there are some languages whereby the intonation or the pronunciation of those words as something it, it might be similar to the way you also pronounce something in your own language yeah. or you might just find something that sounds like it so let's say we don't know the line we don't know the lyrics but we know the rhythm we know the melody you know we know the this thing so at times when we are singing those songs we might just you know say the lyrics to the way it sounds in our head even if it is wrong but the most important thing is we are singing along with the song even the lyrics is wrong but we don't care in as much as we like the song and we like the rhythm and we like the vibe so yeah basically when it comes to you know african music generally language hasn't really been you know an issue but then again we have some african artists whereby they do the original song in english and when they are done doing that song in english you know they now try to do other um how am i go for it try to do other other countries you know language Oh, yeah oh. exactly so we have like um Yemia Lade is one of those artists that does that a lot she might sing a song in english and in pidgin then mm. the next thing you hear that she has released you know like the french version of that song so that you know uh, the french or uh, french france you know people from france people from Ang- anglophone countries you know that speak french like Cote d'Ivoire and Mali yeah. they can yeah. also get you know have a feel of what that song you know sounds like so yes we have some couple of artists like that that you know that do that and some Nigerian artists too when they sing you know at times they just go around and you know use some of this um you know little little languages in their song mm-hmm. just to make them feel connected and if they don't use the language at times they use some of the local instruments from your tribe you know okay. they infuse it in the song so that you from that country can also connect with it so yeah generally once a song is trending in Nigeria trust me there are 75% assurance that that song is also trending everywhere in Africa whether the lyrics or the language is not the same they hmm. still get along and they vibe to it and they still get to know the song also uh like you you live in Lagos and uh, would you yeah. would you see the difference in the preference of music in terms of like people who live in Lagos versus people who live in say Abuja which is like the national capital but then obviously you know it has it is uh how, how should i put it slightly less cosmopolitan not as commercial as lagos is so obviously there might be a difference in the 
where people perceive music a little more conservative yeah. probably i think the way i think the only difference that might be is how fast those um people outside lagos catch on to the song because lagos is like the commercial hub is like the entertainment yeah. heaven of yeah. music in nigeria most yeah. of these artists are in lagos so yeah. you know most times when it gets to release this song or when it go to a show most of everything starts in lagos Okay. So those of us in Lagos, we might be, you know, already vibing to this song already before those in, let's say, Abuja or Ibadan or Calabar or any other part of Nigeria, you know, catch on to the song. Do you mm-hmm. understand? Or even catch on to the artists. Because some of these artists, most of the time, they start here right here in Lagos. So yeah. when they start here in Lagos, we are already hearing about them when they are still underground and they've not, you know, blown up. So by the time probably they've blown up, that is when those people in Abuja might be knowing them. Okay. So uh, yeah, because we see the uh, see, see the same thing happening in India as well, you know, because Bombay, Mumbai is the uh, is a commercial capital. That's where Bollywood is based. So when you have like music and actors and singers, you know, based in one place, that the place catches on first, and then it goes all over India, like you know, spreads around. The, uh, and it takes some time to go towards the northern states or the eastern states and stuff. There's a huge Indian population in Nigeria. and uh, okay there's uh, there's also like you know a lot of bollywood uh, uh, you might have heard of bollywood music movies hindi film indian film music is it popular there is yeah. it, uh, do you do you hear that uh, on well, and off on i would not? say not <laughs> yeah it's it's more like it's more like on and off because you know um one thing about nigeria is um we really we try to move with what trending you know so um and the right about now i think the most trending thing outside our culture in nigeria is um the korean uh, movie that's the k-pop movies yeah. or the k-pop oh, series yes, or the k-pop yes. band so that is what a lot of nigerians that is that is that is what that is what they are into right about now but then again there are some nigerians that are technically dedicated to bollywood you know the all the one to see i mean i have some couple of friends that watch bollywood movies on a daily you know they just want to watch the movies and some of them they know you know the songs in this movie yeah. and most times it just blows me away. i'm like how do you people even know this song how do you <laughs> you know but yeah we have those we have those that ones that you know music comes on one that they definitely definitely know it i mean nigeria and india they have this kind of i don't know how to put it but they have this kind of you know special or should i say you know bond. um connection between yeah. yeah they have this special this bond between them you know so yes there are nigerians that know you know some couple of you know indian indian um songs most especially the ones you know that we hear from the from the movie because the truth is it's really going it aside for if not for bollywood i really don't think nigerians would pay a lot of attention to indian music you know okay. because it's rare for us to you know search uh, you know for that music and over the years we've also had some nigerian artists you know uh, talk about um the people like um there's a group there's there used to be a group called maintain whereby they used um you know some of the indian sound in their music uh there's this art uh, there's this rapper known as um what's his name right about now um oh my god the name is skipping my head right about now but there's this there's there also this rapper that used you know a little bit of indian uh this thing in his music so yeah like i really said over the years Nigerians have also been able to connect with Indian music and if Indian music one thing I can tell you, one thing I can bet with you right now is if there is an Indian sound 
that trends over the world right about now trust me in the next two three months in Nigerian artists to pick up that sound mix it with our own sound and because that's what is trending so okay. they try to go with what is trending so yeah but you know like you already said on and off there's been indian music and indian movies in nigeria on and off so right now right now k-pop is pretty popular is what you're saying going uh, uh yeah BTS right now it's right now it's, K- it's k-pop a lot of a lot of a lot of the nigerian a lot of the nigerian uh you know female most especially the female they are crazy when it comes to you know the bts and the k-pop series and you know it's just it's like k-pop is like the second you know answer in nigeria right about now <laughs> that's quite interesting because culturally i mean you know even for indians you know it's not just nigerians even for indians i mean culturally korea is like way away right <laughs> i mean <laughs> i mean you know and then suddenly even in india there's like this huge craze about uh k-series and like you know the whole uh their uh, korean pop stars korean shows korean uh, netflix shows and things like that you know so exactly it's, it's, you rightly said you know language whatever it may be content translate uh you know transcends boundaries you know people go in for the music because mm-hmm. they like the music or they like the cinema or they like the films kind of a thing but uh coming back to your podcasting how did you get into podcasting and why did you uh think of a music review podcast i mean uh, how, how did you come about that Firstly, I've I've always been a huge fan of I've been a huge fan of music for as long as I can remember. I've always been surrounded by music, and I mean literally surrounded by music. I grew up in a household whereby, you know, I won't say my dad is a huge fan of music, but then my dad had these moments where he was always listening to music, and my mom was also listening to music. Then I grew up, you know, um, quote and unquote, I grew up on the streets, and some of the street boys, you know, it's then growing up, you know, we. The, the, one of the things that could make up escape whatever we're going through was music and in the community where i grew up music was like you know the major thing there so if you're not doing music you're either in school so i was you know fortunate enough to move around with people whereby they just love music is that they are doing some acapella freestyle or so yes i've always been around music and growing up you know everything i do was always around music i've always been a fan of music i've always listened to music even at some point when i was in the when i was in the university you know i went into music i did a little bit of rapping i think for my year two to my final year i was a rapper in school but you know yeah, after wow. school i had to drop that and move on and move on to something else so yeah it has always been music so when i decided to go into podcasting i mean it just made sense i started my podcasting in um 2019 you know i stumbled upon um a someone's podcast the name of the podcast is um queen rafi space that's the name of the podcast i you know i just stumbled upon the podcast and i listened to it i mean i heard it i said to myself i want to do this you have to find something you're passionate about because at the long run you might become tired of it if you don't really see you know maybe because right you know podcasting is not as um profitable as some other businesses or as some you know as youtube and some other show yeah so she told me from the onset like look if you want to do this look for something you're passionate about so even if the money is not there you can always continue you know to go what will keep you consistent and i said to myself well you understand and i said to myself okay what else is there for me to talk about if not music i mean i'm a music person and that's one thing i don't get tired of talking about so it just literally made sense that for me to do my podcast the only thing i was going to talk about 
is music I will not get tired of, and that was just it. So, uh, like, how is the what is the podcast scene like in Nigeria? Is it like very competitive? Are a lot of people getting into it now? I would say um, there's so there's this there's this term we use in Nigeria right about now. Uh, we call it anything that you did, anything that you started doing during the lockdown and during the pandemic period. We call it so. Let's say someone started their podcast during the lockdown. We call that person a pandemic podcaster. Because okay. if not for <laughs> that's you know, a nice way of putting a that, pandemic podcast. <laughs> you know, so if not for that, some people when you ask them, Oh, how did you start your podcast? And yeah, oh, it was during the lockdown, you know, it was during the lockdown. But yeah, the lockdown, you know, helps a lot of Nigerians, you know, to get into the podcast space because they had this a lot of they had this time on their hand and they had nothing to do with it. So a lot of them discovered, you know podcasting during that period but before that period obviously there has been some nigerians that have been into podcasts for like two three years before then in nigeria it is growing it's growing so much that even some you know corporate brands are now trying to recognize the podcast industry either by starting out their own podcast or you know by partnering or sponsoring some other podcasts you know that are out there so trust me podcasting in nigeria has grown massively this year and can only continue you know to grow and I, as a podcaster, I belong to, uh, you know, an amazing, you know, podcast community known as the uh, Pod Magic Creators and the Ninja Pod Hub. Those two communities, they are very amazing when it comes to podcasting in Nigeria. They support a lot of, you know, podcast or a lot of Nigerian podcasters and they help us, you know, to grow in our podcasting. So, yeah, it's really, really been a good journey. Podcasting in Nigeria has been a good journey. It is growing. And trust me, it will only continue to grow. So your main business right now is podcasting, and the photography is on the back backstage, or you're doing both together. I mean, how is it playing out? Ah, uh, well. I, 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 like you rightly, uh, like you rightly said at the beginning, I'm also, um, you know, a digital strategist, and yeah. if I'm to put it in line of, you know, how, uh, you know, I'm taking the three, so it has to be digital strategist first, because that is like, you know, my main business. You know, I, I organize trainings on that. I teach people how to use uh, social media, you know, how to promote their brands on the, um, on, on the, um, in the internet and all that. So yeah, that's like the, the number one, uh, you know, career for me. That's what I do basically. And uh, so in terms of number two, I would say um, my photography in terms of number two and uh, my podcasting in terms of, uh, you know, number three. Now, I'm putting podcasting in terms of number three, something I love doing. You know, I at times I really even don't want to take it. I don't want to put it as a career out there because by the time you put it as a career, then people start saying, oh, are you making money? How much is coming in? How much is going out? You know, they are, they are taught so many things. As far as it being, where do you see yourself in the next five years? And all those things at times, you know, it can be overwhelming for you as a person, you understand? But me, I'm just doing podcasting because I enjoy what I'm doing. So yes. It doesn't have to be like as compartmentalized. Like, for example, like I'm, I'm actually a journalist and I'm also an educator and a designer and a podcaster now. <laughs> and it kind of like, uh, you know, it allows you, podcasting kind of allows me to bring all of them together because I can teach through my podcast. I, uh, the stories I tell in my podcast, I often write them in the newspapers or magazines or on the blogs. So, you know, the transcript appears there and then, uh, you know, I use the design and photography that I uh, that I do. I use them as my episode covers and things like that. So, it's kind of like 
merges uh, all of it together you know so it's not yeah like it's a, i mean it it does it does for my for my podcasting so like i said i'm a digital strategist so when it comes to promoting my podcasting i definitely use my digital strategy skills you know to promote my photographies and uh, to promote my uh, podcasting and when it comes to some of the uh what am i going to put in some of the artwork that i use for each of my episode there are some of the pictures that i take myself you know so i take the pictures and i just design you know yeah. the episode cover to it and yeah. i put it out there so yeah all in you know in all so yeah i i kind of you know i just find a way to balance everything but what i literally don't do is to talk about you know my digital strategies or my photography in my podcasting because it literally you know doesn't go for me to do that i have to probably create another podcast whereby <laughs> i can talk about that. all those things <laughs> yeah just for me to do that but it doesn't take really good because obviously i talk about music and unless probably there's yeah, a photographer that talks to a musician more people are likely to listen to you if you like talk about you and they can talk about digital strategies you know because digital strategies becomes more like a learning tool and the people it becomes a learning podcast it's it's about it becomes a knowledge sharing yeah. podcast and music music is yeah, something everybody get... enjoys everybody <laughs> <laughs> no more people <laughs> more people listen to it you know? are, uh, <laughs> i think i think that there, there, there's some there's something that i do on my podcast because i have like um you know like you really said the name of the podcast is um cha cha music review and basically what i do is i talk about new songs from african um you know artists on a weekly basis so every every popular artist around africa that release their song i talk about it i have the cha cha list of music series and what i do on this series is i bring on guests then we talk about anything and everything that is music related so for example i can bring on a digital strategist on the podcast on that you know particular series and i ask him questions as how musicians and artists how they can use the digital space you know to improve or to promote their music yeah. so that way there's a little bit of you know correlation between digital marketing and music so i just i just i just created that okay let me look for another avenue whereby people can also get to you know benefit one or two things so as a musician if you listen to that episode where a digital strategy is talking about how you can use you know maybe tiktok or instagram or facebook to promote your music you will definitely gain you know one or two things so in a way we are talking about digital marketing at the same way we are also linking it you know to music so yeah i have an avenue for that whereby i do that but that at times is always stressful because i need to look for the right guest you know for the right topic yeah. and make sure that the guest can deliver well you know on the topic but yeah that's what podcasting does it allows you to do anything that you know as much as you are creative i feel like you can always you know find your way around podcasting the other thing is we're talking about like uh, you know getting uh, uh, you know reviewing uh, the music that's released for the week you know across africa from different parts of africa and uh, you decide on your top 10 or top 15 like you know because now everybody because of youtube <laughs> and because of you know it's it's it becomes so dem- uh, democratized this whole internet the phenomenon of creating music you have soundcloud you have youtube you have people everywhere spotify you know so <laughs> so you have people everywhere how do you kind of uh, decide what is good this week you know because there's, there's just too many people first of all what i do is i pay attention mostly to the top artists you know the ones okay. that everybody knows okay. that's what okay. i do i really don't pay i really don't pay attention to those that 
people might not likely know. But yeah. so I talk about the major ones, you know, the whiskey, the Davido, the Olamide, the Sakodie, the Diamond Platinums, you know, I talk those are the ones majorly. So what I do is every single day I go on the internet to search if they have released a new music. So that's what I do. I every every single day from Monday to Friday, I go on the internet. Once they have a new music out, I listen to it, I digest it, I know what the music is about, and I write down my review. I go to the next day, do the same thing. So at the end of the day, by Friday, which is you know like typically like end of the week for most of us right here, once it's Friday, I now sit down, I listen to all those songs all over. So at times I might be getting about maybe let's say 10, 15 songs, you know per week that I have to listen to and I have to, you know, review. So I listen to all those songs then and I'll begin to tell you what is good about the song and what is so I don't do it like, you know, like a top 10, like, oh, this is number one, this is number two. No, I don't do I don't do it like that. Okay, I just listen to them and okay. I just tell you, oh, okay. So if you are if you are a fan of let's say Afrobeat and this is your tune, then this is a song you should listen to, then I tell you, oh, this song right here, uh, yes, the beat is good, the production is good. But the general art feel of the song, I mean, if you take away the production from the song, the song does not really hold anything. So maybe I just give the song like, you know, maybe like a three over ten song. Oh, this song has a nice instrumental. The melody is good. The vibe is good. Even the lyrics is on point. So this song will definitely have you know, a ten over ten. Then uh-huh. in between, I might now throw in, you know, some of those artists that are not popular. I might just say, oh. Okay, so yeah, there's this song from this guy. He's a new artist. And I feel like the song is good. You guys can check it out and tell me what you feel. So that's you know basically how i get to do that so yeah i listen to it i always listen to a lot of songs every day just to know which song should be on the podcast and i don't just you know put out the good songs if i listen to a song and the song is bad i will definitely tell you that this song is bad please you know don't listen to it unless you like bad music then go ahead and listen to it Okay, and then since you also like invite artists on your show and stuff, I mean, how do you how do you uh, how do you go about doing that? Like, that doesn't happen like through word of mouth. Do you, do you happen to know people, or are they good with PR? You know, a lot of uh, themselves because in India, like a lot of musicians and artists, and especially the established ones, they have their own PR agencies who approach people, influencers on social media and uh, of course journalists and media people and uh, they kind of like set up press releases and say that okay this album is releasing and this is uh, the song is going to launch today and you know do have a listen or something like that uh, so how do how do you do it uh, for your podcast i don't get i don't get paid you know for any of those i'm not a pr person or an her person for any of these you know record labels mm-hmm. in as much as i follow some of them on you know on their socials i think that's the highest i do i just follow them on the socials and of obviously they 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 put every all the information that is necessary they put yeah. it out there you know on their on their socials so i might follow them i might follow their manager i might follow their pr team you know just for me to be able to get, you know, some of those informations, you know, that I need. And obviously, the streaming platforms, you know, like Spotify, like um, Boomplay, those streaming platforms, I'm always there because those ones, they always update, you know, the music regularly. So I'm always there just to check, you know, just to check for the music. So basically, I kind of do my own research, you know, without actually going to... Because the the truth is most time, I try to, you know, stay away from being... even, Even though... There are a few of them that I know, 
you know, their PR team. They are very, very few that I know their PR team, but I just try to watch them from afar. I don't really go in contact with them because you know the way it is, when you begin to form powers with them and you try to give a criticism about their song, it might cause a little bit of clash because yeah. they feel like you're criticizing them and you're, you know, so I just try to do my thing from afar. The okay. only thing I do is I just, you know, follow them on the socials and I just watch the movement and I just stay up to date on any information. And there are times where I might need it, I might need information from me about a particular artist. Then I might have to now say, okay, I'll reach out to a friend, tell the friend to help me reach out to somebody that he knows. So it don't look as if it's coming from me directly. So I might go through one or two back doors just to get the information that I need, but okay. they won't know it's actually for me. On that note, I'm going to end this uh, recording. Thank you so much, Happy Turnover, for joining me in the show. And I think it was it was really enlightening to talk about uh, African music, what is current in Africa, different kinds of uh, what's trending basically around the world. And uh, thank you so much for sharing that with me. Thank you so much for having me on the podcast. I mean, I really, really appreciate and, um, you know, shout out to all your fans in India. And yeah, shout out to all my fans in India too, because I mean, I think I have about 1% of, you know, my oh, listenership yeah. coming from India. And I say, <laughs> wow, nice. I mean, yeah, yeah. So I say, I just want to say, I just want to say, you know, thank you to everyone and uh, you know supporting the podcast and keep listening to my podcast and also keep listening to you know to your podcast and thank you for having me on the show i hope your listeners will enjoy this conversation as and much I'm as sure i have. they will i'm sure they will because it is something really uh interesting and not uh, not much is written about or talked about african music in india so it's, it's uh, which is why uh, I was keen to have somebody from Nigeria talk about it. Thank you for coming and joining me and uh, bye and all the best for your podcast.